This is Rhesus Now, 5-Minute Bid. I'm Ralph Seymour, Physician Assistant in Emergency Medicine and Critical Care. Today we're going to be talking about the placement of a dialysis catheter. Now this can be a little of an intimidating type procedure for uh, young practitioners or um, uh, residents that have never done this. And I can tell you, when you first do it, it's going to be a little daunting. I mean, you're using a catheter in the same way that you would insert a triple lumen or a cordis, which is generally, you know, anywhere between seven, eight French. I mean, you're you're almost doubling the size of that catheter. And then, you know, you're kind of worried about the bleeding or complications that can ensue from uh, using a catheter or putting a catheter in the patient that size. Here's how I go about it. When I, when I choose a... Um, a dialysis catheter. Generally, the, the size of the dialysis catheter that, that we use at our shop is, are going to be about 13 French. Now, they, there's a variety of different types and really no reason to go into that, but um, the trialysis catheter is a good option for a temporary dialysis catheter because it gives you the third option of that third lumen that you can use for other medications. Now, the first thing you need to understand about dialysis catheter placement is the procedure mirrors that of a central line placement. The first thing you should do is identify the anatomy of the place that you're going to go before you even get sterile and 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 you know sterilize and drape the patient. You want to find out what the anatomy looks like. The first place that you should look is the right internal jugular vein. Look at that anatomy. If there's a thrombus there or the the the, the lumen of the vessel is kind of small or it's collapsing because the patient's volume depleted, don't use it. Don't get yourself into trouble, okay? Move on to the next option. The next option you would think would be the left IJ. That is incorrect. The next option is the femoral vein, okay? Because the left IJ actually fails more and has more interruptions during CRRT and dialysis than the femoral does. You get better flow and, and, and volume removal from the femoral vein if, it, if you have a long enough catheter in the IVC. The next thing you want to do is is uh, identify um, the the length of the catheter that you're going to use. For a, a right IJ, I use a 15 centimeter catheter, okay? Because you can hub that thing and it will get right there in the place you want to be at the uh, the cavoatrial junction, okay? So that's the junction between the atria and where the um, the IVC or excuse me the uh, SVC terminates. Um, so 15 centimeter for the right IJ. I, if I'm going to do a left IJ, which I almost never do because you could, there's a lot of complications that can go along with the trajectory of the left IJ going into the uh, left denominate vein. So I don't like to do that one, but if I do that one, I would choose a 20 centimeter catheter and probably terminate it at around 16 centimeters, uh, 16 to 17 centimeters. Um, for the groin, I usually use a 30 centimeter catheter. That will make that will safely and reliably get you into the IVC, and you'll get good flow from that catheter with with uh, little clotting and interruptions of the procedure. So that covers that. So let's just say we're going to start one in the IJ. We have our kit. We have everything. We are. Um, I don't always um, flush my catheters with a triple lumen. I don't really find it to be necessary. But I do that with the um, 
with the dialysis catheter. Uh, first thing you're going to do is, you know, make your, you know, make your area of local anesthesia. Make sure you give them good anesthesia there. Um, you're going to then um, place your ultrasound probe. I usually do my anesthesia under direct ultrasound guidance. Um, so I can see that infiltration happen from the uh, roof of the vessel all the way up to the um, the dermal tissue. I like I like to provide good anesthesia. The next thing I want to do is I uh, insert my needle under uh, real ultrasound guidance, and once I take off my syringe, um, I'm looking at the quality of the blood flow come back through the hub. Now, is is it brisk? I mean, some patients have. Uh, really, really uh, high uh, central venous pressures, so you can't always know. But what I do then is I transduce, transduce the needle, okay, with, with my extension tubing or my uh, y, um, guide wire housing. Now, I really like to see that column terminate about halfway up the tubing and then just start to kind of level off, and that tells me that I'm not in the artery. Okay, if it shoots out the top, you know you're in the artery. Just get out of there, all right, and put in, and hold pressure for five or ten minutes. Um, the next thing you do is wire the vessel. Okay, so now you've wired the vessel and you scan down that that neck all the way down to the clavicle, looking where your wire is. You should be able to identify the wire that is in the IJ. Okay, do it long axis and short axis views. The next thing I do is I um, I then make a skin nick with my scalpel going halfway down the scalpel um, into the skin, okay? And then I dilate up. You get two sets of dilators with this big boy, all right? Two sets, okay? So you're going to dilate. You're, you're going to use your first dilator, which is a big dilator, but it's the smallest one of the two. And then you go to the third one. Hold pressure between dilations. You're going to see a lot of bleeding. It's going to freak you out, I promise. So don't, yeah, just, it's safer not to look. It's kind of like when you're at the top of a skyscraper, don't look down, all right? So don't look at the bleeding that you could cause from this. It's just going to freak you out. Just hold pressure between dilation. Then you take your catheter, you you railroad it over the, uh, the guide wire, and then you just place it in situ in the patient and um, you know you're home free you then you know flush your your uh, your catheter uh, with uh, with normal saline and then uh, you're good to go you get a chest x-ray you can check with ultrasound uh, do your agitated saline test with your bedside point of care echo and um, you can check for a pneumothorax with the linear probes make sure you didn't nick the lung which you shouldn't have um, only last thing I want to mention is don't, don't put these things in the subclavian. That's not, that's poor form. Nobody uses subclavian. The reason is these patients are very prone to, uh, vessel stenosis and, uh, subclavians are particularly prone to that. And you don't want to, you don't want to put the, and plus if you screw that up and you create a lot of bleeding, it's easier to do that with a failed subclavian because you can't really compress that vessel. So that's another thing I would, I would dissuade you from, uh, putting these catheters in the subclavian. That's, I don't, I don't know anybody that does that. Um, so first choice, right IJ. Second choice, femoral. Remember, 15 centimeter for the right IJ, 30 centimeter for the femoral. Left uh, IJ is the third option if you absolutely have to. I'm Ralph Seymour, physician assistant, emergency medicine critical care, HD catheter. See you next time. <laughs>